following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. High noon on a Wednesday inside the SWBC podcast studio. This is Mick Shots. And oh, how we missed you the last 48 hours as Mickey was doing his annual community service yesterday. And we didn't have a show yesterday. And oh, he's frowning now. Everson is here with his grambling on. Mickey is and Bill's all here, up. by the way. Yeah, it's been what, 36? Well, God. Uh, it's been since last Friday. Been, yeah. Okay. I've missed Monday's show Monday, because we had the Tuesday. Landry Awards ceremony and I had prep work I had to do. You missed the victory song. That's right, I did. Yeah, I thought yeah. about that walking mm-hmm. in the door today that I missed the no victory, victory song. song so today. maybe be, we need. Be, we yeah. are stampeding into a new week as the Cowboys hit the practice field today. And a little different schedule as the head coach will be addressing the media later at 3 o'clock this afternoon. But we were in the locker room already. You are in the locker room already. before we get to the nuts and bolts, since you didn't have an opportunity, you want to give us your impression of that big victory over the Houston (laughs) Texans to win the state championship. Right, which kicked off state championship week. As a matter of fact, the rest of the state championship games are now getting underway with six-man football going on right now at AT AT&T Stadium. Mm, The first of 12 straight games over the next four days, but it all kicked off with state championship game number one, and it was the Cowboys winning another state title over the Houston Texans. And and your thoughts with, for those that when the Cowboys listen. had the football at the two yard line in the final minutes of that game, you know what thought crossed my mind? I said, "Well, if Baker Mayfield can do this without a practice, <laughs> then Dak Prescott can do this." I, I, that did not run across my mind at all. <laughs> at first, I Baker thought. Mayfield did it without a timeout and without a practice in in the last forty seconds of the game. Surely, Dak Dak could have done that three times over. Uh, it, it was a, a, a my emotions were swinging because I thought the guy had scored before we made the goal line stance. Mm-hmm. And so that's what got me. So I was I was already in a negative mindset. <laughs> but of course when he, when we made the stop, then all of a sudden I'm a little bit more optimistic. Oh, so you know? you're telling me there's a chance we can win this yeah, game. Like, oh, man, we're, we're a football team. <laughs> and you know? they did. And uh-huh. they did. They they acted and like a football team in the last Three minutes of the game. And my my, my point was, uh, since you brought up Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. when he did it, 98 yards for a touchdown, they threw a parade. Oh, man. When Dak did it, it was like, uh, oh, they, wow. they ignored, they ignored oh. it. It was ignored. It was, they, that's right. They, they, totally stole, they stole the win. Right. That's right. Yeah. In, in fact, fact I, all they showed was Zeke's touchdown. They didn't really, really <laughs> talk about the drive. It's like, oh, and then the Cowboys scored at the end, and they brought it. Oh. In fact, I heard a – I don't even remember who it was, but it was a national – sports talk show the next day and he was talking about how great the Eagles are playing and the Eagles got the <laughs> NFC all wrapped up now and the Cowboys and and, he, and then he said and you got the Cowboys they're struggling and 
I'm like, what? After they had just uh, they had the just, Eagles had just barely beaten Detroit, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, so yeah. And, and did he not watch the Cowboys for the previous four weeks? You know, mm-hmm. the previous month where they're averaging 36 points a game or whatever it is, and so. And then they scored 27, and they're struggling. That's oh. right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been getting a lot of that. Finally, you've got some pundits who are. They actually brought, I think it was Booger, and, and how we got that name, that is really something I have to, I don't even want to think about. But um, considering he was the only one to say, give Dak his flowers. And that's a nice term that the young people use now. Mm-hmm. Give him his flowers because he did what he did. He said if that would have been Joe Burrow, if that would have been Tom Brady, then we would have been talking about how amazing and clutch that drive was. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference you see. So, well, and then the difference also as far as a, a one, what was then a one ten and one, now a one eleven and one Texans <laughs> team being able to be in that position at the end of the game, it goes back to if you muff a punt, they recover. That's if right. you turn the football over, then this thing can even out in a hurry. These are grown. That's what I was talking about the uh, day before yesterday. Spags and I were talking. I'm like, these are grown men. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not like college kids who, you know, 18-year-old sophomores and things of that nature. These are grown men who have families to feed. So I can play ball. Mm-hmm. How about just- number five for them? A rookie out of Baylor, Jalen yeah. Petrie. Yeah. I mean, that kid can play. And uh, the reason he's a Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year last year for Baylor and the reason that Baylor went 6-6 six and six this year. They don't have guys <laughs> like him on the team anymore. Uh, but, see, you those, know, those are the things and that – the Texans have – how about the way Malik Collins played yes, for the Texans? Right. You know? Yes. And, you know, he played well here too. It mm-hmm. just They couldn't afford him. Right, exactly. They had to pick and choose yeah. uh, who to keep. They've got a really good left tackle in Laramie Tunsil too. Yeah. Who has played well all year. And I think, I think McCarthy – after the game, mentioned Malik uh, and whoever did the transcript. They put Davis in parentheses. They didn't understand he <laughs> that was, was talking, talking about, about Malik, Malik Collins. Collins. Yeah. And it's like, this guy balled. Uh-huh. And, you know, this was their Super Bowl. They were playing the Cowboys. It was their state championship. That was well, their yeah. – No, <laughs> it was their Super Bowl. Hey, no, in Texas, the state championship is more important, important than anything yeah, else. Right. So, yes, that's right. I'm with you, Bill. <laughs> I wish we had the in-house feed. I could watch six You man. want to watch the six-man game, especially at it. AT&T Stadium. So do they play on the whole field? <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you. Do they, it's 80 no? yards. 80 yards. 80 yards. 80 yards. 80 yards. Right. But is that why? No, they, put, they, they bring the – it's 10 yards in. So, oh, okay. So it's five yards five in on each side. side. Yeah. Okay. All okay. Right. What do they do, rope it off? No, they have they have a, like a, a line. Oh, I'm watching okay. it right now. It's uh, Benjamin against Lorraine. Okay. Benjamin. Have you ever been to Benjamin, Texas? I've never heard I, of Benjamin. Benjamin it's is in Wichita, off, near Wichita Falls. It's, it's on 114, headed right out to Lubbock. Okay. I've driven through Benjamin <laughs> many, many a time, and I'm surprised they have six people. You laugh. Okay, so they showed their enrollment for their high school. Uh-huh. Forty-four kids in four yeah. grades. Wow! I think I got pulled over in oh, Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. Well, they need the money. Well, yeah. they used to have a bathroom there. <laughs> you could stop. It's between Seymour and Dickens, and uh, wow, you used to you be able. Really there's there. there's a little convenience store, but it got shut down. So that, that was that's, your favorite that's stop. That was that's your favorite right. spot. Yeah, you got to hold it another forty-five minutes. <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> 
Sorry, I asked. Boy, we, that's that's like a that's like a green book for uh, that's right. Uh, journeyman, yeah, you know, for journalists. That's good stuff. That, that's right. Uh, nice looking little courthouse there, um, oh, wow. which I found out about. Don't want to know about that. Pull no, over. Yeah, no, don't want to know about that. Um, all right. So, all right. You know, uh, here's where I would like to set the table as the Cowboys are back to work today. Just like I mentioned, this national pundit uh, had the Eagles already winning the number one seed in the NFC, basically. Okay. Look at things now with four games left in this season and look at the Cowboys, look at the Eagles. If the, and, and we're looking at now with a Thursday night game after Thanksgiving, we are a week, a two weeks and a day away from the Cowboys having played in the, the next three games. Okay. If the Cowboys win those three games, we are basically going into the last week of the regular season, and the Cowboys have a chance to have the number one seed in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Right. If you if you look at it, the Eagles, and I've had it called up. I've got to find it. Uh, the Eagles' schedule. Oh, they, oh I wrote it down. Uh, where, where did I write that? it? Do you want their schedule? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. At Chicago. Okay, they're at Chicago this week. Yeah, then at Dallas. At Dallas. Then they play at home against New Orleans. And then the Giants. And then the, and Giants. the Giants. And Giants is at home? Correct. Okay. But if, let's say it plays out where the Cowboys win their next three, the Eagles win their other two games and lose to the Cowboys. The Cowboys are now one game behind the Eagles going into the last week of the regular season. And the Eagles are hosting a Giants team that likely will be needing a win to make the playoffs. And against and the Cowboys will be playing at Washington. Right. Okay. If the Eagles were to lose to the Giants, the Cowboys will have the tiebreaker on the Eagles. They will split head to head and they will have a better division record than what the Eagles have. And they also have a better uh, they have the head-to-head tiebreaker over Minnesota, who, which is another team that might be in contention for that number one spot in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're dropping fast. Yeah, right. But what we're looking at here, if the yeah. Cowboys can take care of business the next three weeks, we're going into that final week of the regular season, and there's going to be a lot on the line, meaning a first-round buy in the playoffs mm-hmm. for both teams. Yeah, right? You're talking that's right. About the- that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and we're who playing, knows? We're playing in Washington. There might be a playoff game available for Washington. Oh, that's too. right, exactly. That's the Giants right. have it pretty tough too. You want to know their schedule? Yes, they're at Washington this week. Then they go to Minnesota, mm. and then they play Indianapolis at home, and then they're at Philly. Mm-hmm. So, mm, all right. So all the cow did the a pundit point out all the Cowboys needed to do was win this game against Jacksonville and they clinch a playoff spot. No, no, that was no. no the that Cowboys are struggling. That wasn't it's part of the, the no. Spiel. The pundit says the Cowboys are struggling. No, or they're, they're they're excited about um, the Cowboys failing down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, and like there's we a, always do, you know, at the end of the season. And there's that's an or in there that's very possible, too, by the way, because if Seattle loses to the 49ers, that's a possibility. An or. Okay, I thought you said an no, aura. an or. An or, okay. And <laughs> Detroit, loses, Detroit loses to the Jets, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Then they clinch no matter what they do. 
on Sunday in Jacksonville. We're not interested in that, though. No. no. We're interested no. in winning at Jacksonville. Keeping things yeah. interesting for and getting, Christmas Eve. getting this struggling team back on track. That's right. Yeah. And, and, you know, but one thing I am concerned about, once again, is the maturity. You know, we thought they were there, you know, in regards to, to taking care of business and, and having all the breaks go your way. Um, not hurting ourselves in certain situations. And we have, through an, uh, in this game, uh, I'd say through all facets of the game, we kind of put ourselves behind the eight ball. No sacks by anyone. I think they said that's the first time. Did you mention something? Uh, this wow. year. Weird stat. I'd have to go back to next year to see what's the last time. You, you lead the league in sacks. You lead mm-hmm. the league in sacks. Yep. And 48. you come into a game and get no sacks. I don't think – I think that's like some type of odd, you know, milestone that nobody wants to be part of. So what you want is consistency down the line, and that's what everyone's excited about Philly. They're showing a little bit more consistency. They're blowing out who they should blow out. And, you know, even with the Giants game, they, they won in New York. That was pretty impressive. And the way that they won in New York, I think the Giants right now, they're just a, a – they're a defeated team as well. You talk about dropping like flies. The Giants are, are dropping real hard, just like the Vikings. When you saw how their secondary played, I mean, you know, those balls that were going up in the air, first of all, you had wide receivers that were all by themselves, people that fallen down. The other was, even when they converge on the ball, you know, they act like they have blinders on. So they looked a lot like the incompetent secondary that the Cowboys showed during the worst times of last season. I, I think the Giants are just being exposed for what they are. Mm-hmm. I, I give them credit for being able to do what they did at the beginning of the season, but they weren't winning games convincingly. Right. But, I mean, give them credit. They did win games. Yeah. And it started Which was with, unusual. started with their first game of the year against Tennessee when they decided to go for two with a minute left. And then they rode that to a win over the Panthers, lost to the Cowboys, they won by eight over the Bears, by five over the Packers, and a good win against the Ravens by four, Jacksonville by six, and then starts a run of loss to the Seahawks, beat the Texans, lost to the Lions, lost to the Cowboys, tied the Commanders, lost to the Eagles. And now they're sitting there playing Washington this week. Quality teams. They don't, yeah, they, they yeah. started. And so falling. they have now, what is it, one win since October 23rd for the Giants. So. I think that's when uh, Dayball was doing all the pumping. Ah, we got him. Mm-hmm. And, and while Washington's been going the other direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, and to your point on the Eagles, they've been winning convincingly most weeks, although they have had a um, couple of games where they've had to squeak by. It, yes, it could have gone either way with those those. Come, the score comes out with two score win. But, you know, during that time, it was really tight. It could have mm-hmm. gone either way. And Eagles uh, lost to Washington 32-21 to on November 14th. And then the next week at Indianapolis was the, was the game where Hurts scored on the quarterback draw to mm-hmm. win it 17-16. When everybody knew minute. he was going to run the ball. That's right. They just let him go right up the middle. <laughs> and since then, they beat the Packers 40-33 to and then blew out the Titans and the Giants. And so they are on a roll like no team <laughs> could possibly be. So to emphasize what uh, uh, that, the yeah. anomaly that uh, – Everson pointed out about no sacks for the first time this year. Yes. You have to go back 
to the fifth game of last year to find the last time they had no sacks. So it was the first time in wow. 25 consecutive games they had no sacks. What sex. game was that? The Giants. Okay. And then they were shut out on sacks uh, in the opener against Tampa Bay. So it's only three times in 30 games. So this would have been okay. the, the previous 30 games. Yeah. So the the last three times the Cowboys have been shut out on sacks or what? They lost to Tampa Bay in the season opener. Yep. No that sacks. No sacks. And then the Giants, no sacks uh, in game last five year. of last year. Last year. Yeah. Okay. And this was the third. And this was the third. It's amazing. Against the Texans. Against the Texans. <laughs> Did they have their entire starting offensive line in the game? Who had given up 33 sacks already this year. That's crazy. But you know what? It, it was a combination of things, right? You knew they were going to run the ball. Everybody knew it. They ran it 37 times. Uh, they rolled out the quarterbacks a lot. They threw three-step drops, just get the ball out, yep. throw it, throw it screens. The the one time they attempted a deep ball, it ended up being the touchdown. When I don't I don't know if anybody got a good look to see if the guy stepped out of bounds before he caught the caught the ball, uh, but that was it. It was get the ball out, and then you're running the quarterback, so that gives you something else to think mm-hmm. about, and the fact that, and I'll, I'll stay on this till forever. You line. Micah Parsons up at defensive end every snap that he plays, and they're going to neutralize him because they're going to put two guys over there. If he's at linebacker, they can't set their offense to take care of him as a linebacker. Why do you think they did that, Bill? I'm sorry. Mickey, um, I think at one point maybe Dorrance Armstrong had something going on in that game. I can't remember if Mm -hmm. he stepped out or, or not. Well, he's got a sprained ankle. I can't right. remember when, when that happened during the game. Because he ended up playing just 30 snaps, 45% of the, of the game. Um, Do you think it's because, uh, well, he didn't know how well he was going to play during the game, but you know, Van Der Esch ends up with 14 combined tackles. Yeah, I was wondering well, if that, it, that was an adjustment that he made during the game. Like, okay, Vandy's got to take care of here. Then I can move him outside. But you're saying they start well, the game with Parsons outside. Well, and then you also have Barr back, yeah. and and Demon Clark has earned, well. and Demon Clark has been uh, earning more snaps too. And so mm-hmm. you feel like you've got more more depth there, more more people you want to get on the field at linebacker, and so use Parsons where he can. I'm I'm okay spotting him. But don't, yeah, because I was gonna say don't let he him makes know a he's difference. Be there he makes play. a difference in the ball game when he's on that end, Spags. Yeah, I know, I know, but he made no difference this game. <laughs> and but and the other part of it is though is when you give them the football at the plus twenty four yard line, right. the plus twenty seven yard line. And when that last pick, what was it, the plus four-yard line or whatever it was, uh, the, any team in the league is going to have going to be right in the game right. all the way to the end. It wasn't just that they turned it over. It was where on the field they turned it over. Right. Where they didn't have to go do anything to, to get in the end zone. Although you gave them the ball at the two and let them go 
kick a, kick a field goal. If I right, right, mm-hmm. right, right. So, all right, uh, we should get to the news of the day. Are we going to do that after the break? After. Let's do it. Let's, after. We're doing it after the break here on Mix Shots. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, Can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? (sighs) Great job, honey! Oh. Oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Back, back, back to mixed shots. Cape Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys from corporate homes to your home. Have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now, 214-225-4860, capepostcompany.com. Can we get that on a loop? Yeah, right, so we don't have to read <laughs> right. it every day. I mean, come on, man. It's more fun if we get to hear Mickey <laughs> so. read it every day. See if he yeah. gets it accurate. Yeah, we can't wait uh-huh. for him to screw up. Yep. All right. As promised, it's time for News You Can Use from Mickey Spagnola in the SWBC Podcast Newsroom. Mickey? Well, there was one number 16 in the locker room, T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton. And he says he's been here for two days, and he's been going over the offense 10 hours a day for two days, by the way. And he feels like if the coaches think he's ready to go, he's ready to go because he's been working out. Um, so the Cowboys have signed a wide receiver who goes by initials, T- and they aren't y- OBJ. Hilton. As a matter of right. fact, <laughs> I like that. I like that. As a matter of fact, when, when they asked him what, and I was impressed with this, what do you bring to this team? And he said, I bring leadership. I can help with my knowledge. Didn't mention anything about playing. It was like, I'm here to Interesting. help. Sort of the Jason Peters yeah. approach to helping yeah. the other offensive linemen. <laughs> Somebody asked him, 
can you still run? And he looked up quizzically and goes, well, absolutely. Yeah, that's, if he can't do anything that's, else, that's, that's what he does. That's his deal, right? <laughs> uh, and so, uh, you know, and uh, I thought it was interesting uh, also talking to uh, Malik Hooker because he played with them at Indianapolis. Correct. And, oh, by the way, Hooker, you know, he played the last game uh, with his hand not in the cast. Well, part of his rehab, he had his hand immersed in wax. So he had like a wax hand, and he was walking around in a plastic bag with it, right? <laughs> some sort it's of, like a mold. Yeah, yeah it was a, a mold, yeah, it was yeah. A mold to <laughs> some kind of therapy. And uh, when we asked him about, you know, uh, hook, I T-Y. Mean, T.Y., he said, well, I know this. He can catch the deep ball for us, and he can catch the screen and take it to the house. Yes. So, uh, and he looked in shape. Uh, didn't look like he gained a pound. Uh, one of the reasons he said he decided to take a break this year after going through last year with the neck surgery, uh, groin problem, he said he wanted to watch his kids play football. And he's got a 15-year-old son. Oh, wow. Wow. Believe it or not, well, 33, so 18. And he said they were done with their football. And so basically I told my agent, if anybody calls, let me know. And the Cowboys were the team to call. That's crazy to be able to do something like that, to right? disengage from what you were really born to do. Right. And and just get rid of just for one year, uh, for the most part of one year and and I'm back. <laughs> yeah. And he said, that's, that's somebody, asked, somebody asked him, did you start missing it? He yeah. goes, no, I got to do what I never get to do. I got to that's go to crazy. all my kids' games, and they can look up in the stands and see me sitting there. And he goes, that was important to me. I got to say, uh, especially it depends on how this works out. I think this is one of the better ideas and moves the Cowboys have made in a long time. And uh, you know, it's you know, well, we're, we're always out here. We're so smart, you know. We look at things like from a drone. We look at this from overhead, and we always think we know how to land lay. Everything was about OBJ. I don't recall anyone anywhere mentioning the name T.Y. Hilton. Right? Did you guys? It was no. It, it was in. It was in training camp. Oh, okay. But he was off everybody's radar since then because right. he had he wasn't one of those that made the rounds, you right. know, or had his name in out training there. Camp, yeah. no, in training camp, it no was you know, Michael Gallup's not back. You yeah. got Noah Brown and what? Nothing. And so there were people were saying you gotta go sign T. Y. Hilton. I, 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 I did know not he know that play. Yeah. Uh and uh I just think this is this is one of the and this when I say moves like this, it's not just the move, it was how they made the move. Kinda, right. It was kinda slick. You know, no one knew about it under the radar. And as much as we have Jerry being as bombastic as he is most of the time, and his words are always either taken out of context or really blown up too much, uh, this was something that was uncowboy like. Right. <laughs> right. You know, no one knew what was going on. And when the deal was done, it was one of the better deals that you're going to want to hear about, hopefully. Uh, as this season goes on. And it wasn't expensive. He, he, he wasn't sitting there, you know, hunting and like hold you hostage, right? They basically, over four weeks, guaranteed him $600,000. Uh, he gets 
50000 more for each game he plays in the regular season. So that's a potential 200000 more. And up to 700000 if he uh, in playoff incentives. So it comes to like $1.8 million total max. Mm-hmm. Why not? You know, it's not like you're breaking the bank, and it's not like you had to sign him to a two- or three-year deal and, you know, and— and spread out signing bonus. So it, from a from a salary cap standpoint, it just made so much sense to if he was ready to play. Run and those numbers signed, by me again. So it was six hundred thousand guaranteed, and then fifty thousand each per game. game per game. And Regular then, season, and then some instead of playoff incentives, like because usually you play for free on your base salary, right, in the playoffs yeah. and just make money for being in the game. Unless games. you have the clubs. And it said it had it had 700000 in playoff incentives. I'm not sure if it meant his performance or just the play, team's playing the team's performance, right? So so it gets up to I, the I potential it, for $1.8 million. what I saw. That's yeah. nice for two months' work. Right? Mm-hmm. No, no. And, and, and so um, – you know, and he he said he was been working out. You know, he, somebody said so he looks like a guy who's really too hyper not to work. Yeah, out. yeah. I mean, he's 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 kind of thin. Yeah. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, but five ten one eighty three is what he's listed. That's thin. But see, he's he's NFL tested thin. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy's taking all the blows you can take. Uh, you know, he's shown that he can withstand. You know, a, a, an entire season of being targeted. On both sides, offense and defense. So, this is a guy, man. If he, he's he's Turpin, but proven, right? Mm-hmm. And that's so, right. Ten, ten years, yes, yeah, ten. Yeah, not. And we're talking about four or five Pro Bowls, if I'm not mistaken. Four Pro Bowls led the league in 2016 with 1,448 yards uh, receiving. Mm-hmm. So, and you know what? He seems to be a very likable guy, and this is not saying anything about OBJ or right. anything. They asked him where where do you, where do you play? He goes, just plug me in. You know, it's like slot. Okay, right. you, you know what this reminded me of? Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. Remember last year he, he ended up with Vegas. What did he come in here? He ended up maybe three catches, but mm-hmm. one of them was to the house. To the house, <laughs> right? So with him. If I send him on three or four nine routes and, and complete one, but it might go to the house. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's, the, it's the mindset that it puts into the uh, And opposition. they got to cover him, That's right? right. Now they know that he's a factor. Right. And we haven't shown anyone. We've had Turpin, and for some reason we haven't even – have we even attempted a deep pass to him? No. No. Once. Yeah. So, but I bet one of the first or second – if he plays on Sunday, one of the first or second things they do – they're going to send them. It's a matter of trust. Right. And they don't trust Turpin. Not because tr- Turpin right. is not, you know, to be trusted, but he just hasn't been proven yet in that, in that particular situation, you know, as a wide receiver as opposed to a return man. You know, and McCarthy brought up a point about Turpin the other day uh-huh. about, you know, he's played a lot of football this year. You know, we got him in 13 games, but he had played, what did they play, USFL, eight? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something like that. So he's he has not really had a break. Yeah, but I know. He I know. Been playing for downs. He's just, <laughs> I know. Just you know, returning. Yeah, he's returning young, punts, man, right? Yeah. I mean, but I do get it that you can get into a monotony and all of that. But right. yeah, uh, we. I think a flash from him also 
which sparked this team, you know, into a into a heights that we could really use. But I thought I just it just looked like he, he was so happy to be here. He went and sat at his locker, you know, but he didn't run anybody off when, if they came by and tried to continue because mm-hmm. they had him out for a press conference. No, he's always been a very uh, yeah. outgoing, you know, media friendly player. Always has been. I like the, I love the the ty thing. You know, he doesn't go crazy with it, and a bunch of men. He just does this, and and he goes on. You know, he does his thing. Somebody asked him, well, did, did, were you following the OBJ thing and think, okay, well, he's not here. I he goes, no, I followed it at all. Mm-mm. He goes, my agent called and said the Cowboys called and you know within two or three days they had the thing knocked out that's crazy but you know the Cowboys had it even though there may not have been conversations there there may have been conversations in terms of how's he doing you know what is is he in shape that sort of thing Mm -hmm. leading up to the OBJ visit but the the Cowboys knew they had that in their hip pocket when OBJ was here now they also say well I sound like I'm spreading rumors I'm going to bury to somebody over here uh, that the Cowboys are still no Jerry said it they are still. Jerry said, he said after the game. So here's here's the way it was put to me. When when this whole thing started, it was like ten percent chance of signing him. Now twenty percent. <laughs> so it's gone up. <laughs> but it's twenty percent probably for next year. Yeah. Um, because at this time they realize OBJ really he's not going anywhere. Well, no one else is. We haven't heard anything else from anybody else, have yeah. we? Because you would it, you would. You would think T.Y. is a rental for this season yeah, because of his age. He's, he turned 33 last month, mm-hmm. November 14th. So at age 34, to, middle of the season next year. To me, I, I uh, see him as, as another Cobb. The way Cobb, when yeah. Cobb came in here from yeah. Green Bay, sure, very good player. He did. He caught many passes for us in mm-hmm. that one year. I wish he would have Many stayed. that got called back due to penalties. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I think he even, got a, sign, he even uh, got a bonus for, for the amount of catches that he uh, – And think he about – Like a half-million-dollar bonus. Think about the experience he brings, too. Mm-hmm. Because other than Noah Brown, who was basically a special teams player, none of these other wide receivers – well, James Washington, mm-hmm. now that he's on the field, had four years. None of the other ones had three until, you know, Washington got out there. Now, Noah, I think he's in his fifth – year, sixth year, something mm-hmm. like But it was all special teams at the beginning. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, he adds that. And it looks like he is okay to be the teacher. He's mm-hmm. fine with that. He's always been fine with that. Yeah. You know, it's not the first time they brought somebody else in, and he had to be the, un- you know, he had to be the guy that everyone just kind of depended to be there, depended right. on to be there. And, boy, was he there on Sunday when we, when we really, really needed him. To me – God, just one of the best plays of the year for the Cowboys. Period. The 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 sideline route, a deep deep out route to Noah Brown, uh, diving catch right. yeah. in On between that two defenders. That to me was so clutch. It wasn't just the abilities; it was the moment that we needed. Right uh, during the game. So, what is T. Y. Hilton's first name? You know what? I meant to look that up, and I hadn't done it yet. So I think guess you would start with a T. Terrence, Tyrone, Eugene, <laughs> <laughs> Eugene Marquis T. Y. Hilton. His son, Eugene Hilton Jr., 
is a sophomore at Zionsville High School in Indiana, first team all district, and already has an offer from Purdue University. <laughs> wow. So there you go. Huh? Wide receiver. Wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of like Purdue. father, like son. Speaking mm-hmm. of Purdue, Anthony Brown's birthday's tomorrow. Oh, he is a. Oh, he's with you. Right. Yeah. Sad. There you go. And uh, he's probably going to get an offer from Louisville since the Purdue coach just, just went, went to, Louisville, to Louisville. Jeff Brom. So anyway, yeah. all right. We continue with more mix shots and in just a moment. We have another edition. <laughs> we paid how much for those lessons? She's doing great. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, Can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? (sighs) Great job, honey! Oh. Oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. (sighs) Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Back, back to mixed shots. Give the gift of the Cowboys this holiday season with a Dallas Cowboys United membership. Gift your super fan an annual fan club membership and fan pack for as little as 20 bucks. Tis the season. Learn more at dallascowboys.com slash united. Okay, and now in our final seven minutes of the show, here's more news you can use from Mickey Spagnola. So the Cowboys, and get to my note pad. I just saw right something. Here, I guess that's what you're going to talk have about. Have signed mm-hmm. a behemoth Big defensive man. tackle. <laughs> Six four, three hundred and sixty-one pounds. Right yeah. Um, Anthony Rush. Rush. Uh, defensive tackle. He's last been with uh, the Eagles. Signed with him on December 6th. They've uh, let him go. Uh, He started the season with Atlanta. Uh, He played uh, four games with them this year. Actually played six games last year. He's kicked around on special, I mean, on practice squads and, um, you know, about four or five other teams. 
Uh, he's played 30 games in that's, his career. That's a, that's a big gut. Yes. Right there, man. Ten <laughs> starts, <laughs> 40 tackles, four tackles for loss. So Mike McCarthy was looking for that big body now that they know uh, that Jonathan Hankins with the sprained or strained uh, peck is out for the regular season. They're hoping he's back for uh, the playoffs. Uh, but this is a big big body they've signed them to the practice squad by okay the way. okay which is not unusual right for any veteran player right now uh, he's well traveled in the last yes. three years he has this is his 10th stop in three years mm. now so, he, multiple stops at the yeah. same started it uh, well here here's his uh resume philadelphia the raiders Philadelphia, Seattle, Chicago, Green Bay, Tennessee, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Dallas. So there you go. And sometimes, you know, you catch that 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 fit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a woman looking for a husband. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to have the right fit. If it don't work right, it just don't work right. You take out your eraser and go yeah, on, yeah, right? Move on. You guys don't deserve me. <laughs> so I think they had to um, – See if I got this right. Uh, release Malik Jefferson from the practice squad. Right. To make room for him. Forgotten that the former Landry Award finalist Malik Jefferson was on the practice squad. That's still, crazy. all season he's been on the practice yeah. squad. Kind of, kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, that's uh, that is taking place, and they should get a padded practice tomorrow out, out of uh, Tyron Smith which will be his first padded practice uh, since he was injured with the uh, detached, uh, what was it, detached hamstring. Hamstring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so are we still going with um, he needs two padded practices to play in a game? No, or? I don't know if that second <laughs> padded practice got superseded by uh, yeah, uh, what the happened injury to Terrence Steele. Steele. Um, so it would be interesting to see if indeed, you know, I would imagine this is going to be a shared uh, position, like maybe give him four or five snaps here, four or five snaps there at right tackle. I don't know no, if you uh, want to disrupt everything. Oh, say it again? I said right tackle, mm-hmm. not and left you're, And you're talking about who? Uh, uh, Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith. Mm-hmm. Interesting. He now that's play just, right tackle is for his rookie year. That's just me. Um, I mean, I, I just don't know. You want to start moving everybody around and and really What's, over overreact to the Josh Ball thing because until those two plays he struggled with, yeah. he had played decently. I'm not saying great. I'm not saying good, but he played. No one knew he was in the game in the third quarter, right? Uh, and then he got beat, and you know he stood there and talked and said, "I, you know, had bad hand placement mm-hmm. on one of them, bad set. I was a little late, um, and so there was two critical plays. Um, but I, I, I just don't know that you kick him to the curb uh, because he had only played 11 snaps in his NFL career before that game. Uh, he, you got to go back to college when uh, last time he would have played a, a full." Or I should say, snaps of significance. Right. It's interesting because now Jason Peters has played eleven snaps at right tackle in right. his career. Right. He was in on the last drive Since of the game, which was an eleven-play drive. 
So, so both. Have. That sounds good. <laughs> so that maybe, sounds like a good formula. So maybe, whatever that offensive line was then, I like that offensive. Maybe line. it's a shared thing with Peters. I, I mean, I just don't know if you want to. But give you it. have to simplify it in practice, right. This week, I mean, you have yes. to figure it out as the week begins. That okay, whatever you want to do, and I. Peters and Ball for this game against Jacksonville. I would say it's it's a Peters and Ball shared oh, responsibility at right that, tackle. That way you you minimize. And then you the got chances. Tyron Smith and Tyler Smith at left tackle. Yeah, and you can put and Tyler, Tyler can at move left, into left guard right. too. Yeah. And then Tyler goes to left guard if indeed they're dead set on putting Tyron Smith at left tackle, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And then Which you, that's what you want. And then figuring out right yes, tackle. That's what you that minimizes a lot, doesn't Unless it? Unless they just they Tyron is even though he hadn't played right tackle in eleven years, um that he says, Oh, I'm comfortable, I can go right tackle. I'm fine. Yeah. You know? Because otherwise you're thinking if if they do the deal with Tyron at left tackle, tackle. And then Tyler moves inside. Yeah, now McGovern's your backup center guard, right? So is McGovern more valuable at left guard than whoever's sharing snaps at right tackle? That's what it's going to come down well, to. Well, plus the continuity. Right. Right now we're looking at continuity. Tyler's more comfortable. He could be more comfortable at left tackle. If Tyron says that, I can hey, play right. he's good over here, I'm a pro. Yeah, I can go to the right. How tackle. would you like, like to deal and me? run to the right with with? Uh, and here's what you could do: Zach Martin right. and Tyler Ty, Tyron. Tyron Smith. And, yeah. and with Jake Ferguson, and we'll see what his situation is coming off the concussion. Mm-hmm. Then Peter's you got your, Connor McGovern as your fullback again, right? And <laughs> so could, could he be you a could tight end? Double up and, and play him at tight end. Yeah, and it protects that right tackle yeah. position where you can probably at you can line. put. Tyler, Tyron at left tackle, Tyler at left guard, and Beatish Martin, and then Peters at right tackle, and, then, and Connor, uh, McGovern Connor McGovern as a tight end. end. Yeah, we got this covered. That's a jigsaw puzzle. That's right. Now, oh. you may not need it as much against Jacksonville because they only have 23 sacks on the season, but that might be a formula against Philadelphia's pass mm-hmm. rush. Yes. <laughs> That's interesting. So they, they can, gosh, they almost can experiment with it a, a little bit. Uh, or. You put uh, Anthony Rush at fullback. <laughs> See the 360 pounds coming up the middle. Refrigerator Perry with the <laughs> touchdown. Uh, you who could score on the goal line with that, right? So I his shouldn't stomach, ask this. His stomach would get in the way. You can't, you can't give him a ball. The guy that was playing on TV, uh, was it Sunday night, Monday night? The, the left, the tackle for New England. He was like six eight. Trent Brown. It was that him. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just it was the biggest man. Oh. I think I, he was in the huddle and he he, he was head and shoulders over everybody else. It was unbelievable. Well, we are out of time. Oh well, we'll continue this now. I don't think we get to watch practice today, so we probably won't have a clue yet of what they're doing uh, with the O line shuffle. Mm. Get a song. Practice is right after the coaches' press conference. They're going with that late schedule again. I think, believe so. Yes. Yep. So at three o'clock is Mike McCarthy's yes. press conference. Don't miss it. And he'll have lots of answers. He'll have all those answers. That's for right. Us. And we will shout at you again tomorrow on the next edition of Mix Shots. Go Cowboys! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!